It's Casey on the radio, the health and happiness show brought to you by Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in today. I am already excited about next week's show. Next Sunday, Lori Hodgson, a mother who left Scientology, will join us to talk about her fight to get her kids back. If you can, watch the HBO documentary Going Clear. It's astounding. And Lori is featured in the film, Going Clear. Watch it and then tune in next week if you can. Now, a couple of things to note. Our next Ladies' Lunch is May 31st, next Sunday, at the Mount Carmel Hall in Verplank. A day to celebrate women is the theme. It's an inspirational one-day retreat, so bring the ladies you love, and we will pay tribute to the women who have sculpted our worlds. It's going to be great. CaseyOnTheRadio.com has details and directions. This weekend, I am in the Healing Tent at Mayfest. Music, art, yoga at Camp Lake Surprise in Cold Spring, New York. Come by for a little Reiki. Okay, today we get spicy and sassy. Sassy with Eliza Licht. She has a great book out for college or high school graduates. It's called Leave Your Mark. Land your dream job. Kill it in your career. Rock social media. She's a doll. And she has great advice for all of us dealing with social media these days. But first, do you know you may have bugs in your cinnamon? They're dead and most likely irradiated, but you may want to choose fresh spices for your cooking and for their medicinal qualities. Enter Lindsay Jean from Spice Revolution. I met her at the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Farmer's Market the other day. Lindsay gets her fresh spices from all over the world, and she uses them for medicinal purposes. So, Lindsay, how did you start your Spice Revolution? Well, for me, I just realized that the spices that were generally available were so old and so low quality that, you know, I wanted quality spice for myself. And then I wanted to be able to share that with everybody else. What struck me the most when we met at the farmer's market is the education you gave me about dirty spices, bugs and animal dander and rat hairs. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, I don't even want to know, but tell me. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, a lot of spices come in, in big bulk containers from all kinds of countries where there aren't any health regulations or really anybody checking on them. You know, so if you go to a market. Somewhere in the Middle East, spices are open on a table. (laughs) So anything can crawl right in there or blow right in there, and then they just wrap it up and they put it in a shipping container with pocketbooks and flip-flops, and they ship it to the United States. And you say most spices are treated with radiation to kill bacteria? Absolutely. Unless a spice specifies non-irradiated on the packaging, it's been treated with radiation first. So all your regular supermarket brands that you use every day are treated with radiation first. Lindsay, I did not know this. Yes, most people do not know that, and that's why we're trying to raise awareness and let people know that, you know, the quality of your food counts, the quality of what you season it with counts as well. All right. I'm going to just ask the stupid question. Does the radi- Can that radiation hurt us? Anytime you're intaking anything that's been treated with radiation, I mean, it's been treated with radiation. So there are other things in those jars that'll hurt you a lot more than the radiation will. But it's nice to have a clean spice. We don't have any bacteria that our spices are contaminated with, so we don't need to treat it with radiation. Right. Our, we also list the shelf life on our product so we know how long it's going to last so we're not trying to increase the shelf life we're trying to increase the enjoyment and the use of it for the time that you have it right so you're saying like the dead bugs and the rat hairs will hurt me more than the radiation probably (laughs) probably the radiation gives the spices a longer shelf life is that it well that's what they 
they say? They say that it kills bacteria and it helps lengthen the life of the spice, but it doesn't. It kills its volatile oils and it's basically worthless at that point. Um, there's also a series of ingredients that they put in there to quote-unquote lengthen the shelf life and keep it from clumping, and those things tend to be more dangerous than anything else that you would ingest. Okay, got it. Now, I have a drawer at home and it looks so pretty the way I have everything situated in this drawer and it's dozens of spices and cute little jars and they are all years old. <laughs> should I just toss them? For the most part, yeah, you should toss them. What, what happens is, it doesn't go bad per se, but it loses its flavor quality and it loses any medicinal value or essential oils that it may have had at the beginning of its life. Right. My niece went to Turkey like three years ago and she brought back a nice little uh, collection of spices in long glass tubes that look so pretty. But if they're three years old and from Turkey, chances are they should hit the road too, right? Well, three years old, and depending on what the spice are, I mean, if you have some whole cumin seed in there, whole cumin seed has a pretty good shelf life. Believe it or not, a lot of the spices that we get in this country come from Turkey. Um, 90% of commercial saffron comes from Turkey and Iran. 90% of it. All right. So the stuff we're buying at the supermarket, how long should we keep that? Well, the stuff that you're buying at the supermarket doesn't have shelf life because of that radiation zap. Um, But most spices, it varies. It's usually between 6 to 12 months, depending on what the spice is. You know, for example, a ground cumin seed loses half of its volatile oils in 48 hours after being ground. So ground cumin is not something I recommend purchasing in a supermarket. Okay, so so I have cinnamon. I have cinnamon Mm -hmm. that is old enough to go to school. Yes, that is definitely garbage. And cinnamon, you really have to be careful where you buy from. Studies came out uh, in the last couple of years that a lot of quote-unquote cinnamon being sold in stores is something called cassia buds, which isn't really cinnamon at all. It's just tree buds that have been ground to be flavored like cinnamon. Real cinnamon is a tree bark from a tropical evergreen tree. We're talking to Lindsay Jean LJ from Spice Revolution, and I'm getting an education about spices. When we talk about good food, we talk about eating food with chi, chi food that has a life force still in it, like a fresh banana, a fresh orange, fresh basil from the garden. I imagine it's the same thing with spices. They have chi of their own, a life force of its own. So if it's irradiated or if it's too old or if it's been left out and, you know, in an open air market, you've taken away some of the life force and probably some of the taste as well. Yeah, the life force has left the body of the spice. Spice for your health. When I walked past your table at the farmer's market, I heard you talking to another customer about putting some kind of spice on your skin and I noticed that you have beautiful skin so let's talk about spices for health and what kind of things should we be using for health purposes well the number one thing as I mentioned before is is cinnamon you know cinnamon has been shown to lower blood pressure and help regulate blood sugar so anyone that struggles with that anyone who's diabetic cinnamon is kind of the number one thing for that there are ancient spices like fennel seeds you know the Romans used to use fennel seeds for digestive aids thousands of years ago and people still use them today you know and after dinner mint kind of has that licorice essence to it that you get from fennel you know and turmeric is what we were talking about turmeric is you know the most medicinal spice on the planet it's been shown to have over 2,000 clinically proven uses uh, including stopping cancer cells from spreading helping digestion helping inflammation uh, turmeric is kind of like the super spice all right tell me how can I work more turmeric into my life Okay, well, turmeric is tricky. Some people love the flavor of it. I'm not one of those people. I do not love the flavor, flavor of turmeric, but I know the, be- the benefits, so I want to incorporate it into my diet as much as possible. But what I do is when I make rice, 
I do a little salt, pepper, turmeric, and a little bit of garlic powder and some paprika. And that sort of masks the flavor of the turmeric, but it still allows for the volatile oils to open up. So I'm getting the benefits from turmeric without necessarily the taste. Very good, very good. Now, when I met you at the farmer's market, I bought four different kinds of salt. Oh, salt is my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite, too. <laughs> I guess I bought a seat salt. I don't know what the big one was. They're all, they're all sea salts. They all come from different bodies of water, which have different mineral contents, which would offer different flavors and benefits. You also got some smoked salt. You got a vintage Merlot salt, which is like the summer salad salt. And I got a gray salt. Gray salt is my number one salt. That's what, when I boil water for pasta, that's what I put in. When I make all my baked goods and pastries, that's the salt I use for everything. Gray salt. Why is it gray? It's gray because it's naturally ancestrally harvested. Um, So nothing is taken out of it. That gray is the minerals that are kind of stuck up in there. It's the same thing with pink salt. Pink salt is pink from the minerals inside of it. And these minerals are good for me? They are good for you. They're good for you. They're delicious. They open up different flavors in food. I'm using my gray salt every day. Uh, I've used my Merlot salt on my salad. And how did you make that one? The vintage Merlot salt is a sea salt from the Pacific Northwest, the body of water the salt comes from. It's laid out, and then the wine is poured over it, and there's this sort of evaporation process that takes place so that the salt doesn't dissolve, but it absorbs all that Merlot. And that's all that's in that salt. It's just old Merlot and salt. Now, my husband made an omelet last night, and he said, which he shared with me, he said, honey, can you taste the smoked salt in this? How do they make the smoked salt? So we carry a wide variety of smoked salt. Because just like with different bodies of water having different flavors, different woods have different flavors. So what happens is this sea salt is laid out and then wood is smoked underneath it. And the salt absorbs all that beautiful smoke. In the case, which one you have is hickory. Hickory is such a popular backyard barbecue flavor. It's just hickory smoke absorbed into the salt. So I got the Merlot salt, the gray salt, the hickory salt, and I got another salt that I can't remember. But it's the bigger, I got the bigger one of them. That's the Salifino. That is from the western coast of Sicily. That body of water is very high in potassium and magnesium. And I've been reading these days that a lot of people are magnesium deficient. So a lot of people prefer that salt to get their potassium and magnesium. Well, you have definitely educated yourself and now educated me, and I appreciate it. Is there anything else our listeners need to know when it comes to salt, spices? What other tidbit could you share with us this morning? Use salt. People are always afraid of salt in their diet and sodium and everything else. Sodium and processed foods and the salt that you get from that is not the same as sea salt. Your body needs salt to survive, so don't discount salt from your diet because a little bit of salt and pepper goes a long way when seasoning fresh food. All right, but get the good stuff, right? So where can we find out more about Spice Revolution? Um, You can find more information about us on our website. It's spice-revolution.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash spice-revolution. You can find us at about 25 local farmer's markets each month for the rest of the summer. We'll be at the Pleasantville Farmer's Market every Saturday. We're also at the Hudson Valley Hospital, New York Presbyterian Market every other Tuesday. And we're in Pearl River on Fridays. That's Lindsay Jean of Spice Revolution. I'm loving my salt. Turmeric is now on my shopping list. All right, are you ready to leave your mark on the world? We've got a guest to help you next. It's Casey on the radio, the health and happiness show brought to you by Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology in Mount Kisco. Visit thecenterforderm.com. 
Have alcohol or drug dependence made your life or the life of someone you love unmanageable? For more than 100 years, St. Christopher's Inn has been the place where men in crisis find hope. Located in Garrison, New York, St. Christopher's Inn is a residential shelter and substance abuse treatment center where no man is turned away because of race, religion, or ability to pay. If you or someone you know needs to find a way out of addiction, call us at 800-424-0027 or visit our website at stchristophersinn.org. I was brought to the emergency room on a Saturday afternoon after suffering from a headache for about three days. Debbie Aglietti was nervous, but she didn't want to alarm anyone. She had her husband drop her off at the Hudson Valley Hospital Center, No Weight ER, on the way to taking their sons to a basketball game. Before my husband even came back, I had been seen by two nurses, a doctor, was totally pain-free, and was waiting for the neurology consult. This No Weight ER is no joke. I did not even sit down in the waiting room. Debbie's diagnosis? A viral condition. She spent three nights at Hudson Valley Hospital Center. I can just go on and on about this The way that they care for their patients, the way that they care for each other, it's just a better place to get better. Hudson Valley Hospital Center practices a different kind of medicine. They call it patientology. For more information, visit hvhc.org or call 1-800-482-4842. Every single one of his medical bills, everything, is just all taken care of. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because of you. There is St. Jude. It's time to get healthy with 100.7 WHUD. If you're a business specializing in health, nutrition, holistic wellness, or fitness, become a vendor at the first annual Health and Wellness Expo, Saturday, June 28th from noon till 5 at the Crown Plaza Suffern. Inspire wellness and connect with potential customers at the first annual Health and Wellness Expo, powered by Crystal Run Healthcare. We want you healthy. Call Deanna at 845-838-6000 for exhibitor or sponsor information and learn more at whud.com it's casey on the radio the health and happiness show friend it on facebook and follow it on twitter casey on the radio fun and inspiration hi it's casey leave your mark is the book to get if you want to know how to intern like a rock star write a killer resume and letter find your dream job and rock social media actually this book has great advice for everyone first thing to do is follow eliza licht on twitter at dkny_pr girl eliza licht introduce yourself to the health and happiness show i'm the svp of global communications for donna karen and i do everything from making sure our collection is featured in magazines on the red carpet in celebrity dressing. I do social media as DKYPR Girl on Twitter and basic public relations and communications. How in this world of social media did you climb to the very tippy top and become the reigning queen of social media? You must be so good at what you do. Well, thank you. I think that my uh, secret sauce has always been authenticity. And I let people be a fly on my wall 
with showing the good and the bad, I'm quite real about what I share. And, you know, it gives people a real inside view into the fashion industry. So mm-hmm. it's entertaining. And, you know, thankfully, people like to follow along. I have to tell you, when I opened your book randomly, just to the first thing my eyes would fall on, which is what I do with almost every book, I opened to page 171 and it says, number seven, embrace yourself. Don't try to fake out your followers by pretending you're invited to a party when you're, when you're not or name dropping someone you're not friends with. Don't post stuff that doesn't actually belong to you. That's the key to authenticity, right? It is. And I think social media has created fear of missing out in a lot of people. And, you know, everyone has to remember that, take it with a grain of salt, people are really curating the best version of themselves if they're doing social media right. So not everyone's world is perfect. And you have to just be yourself and be happy with yourself and and not pretend to be somebody else. Aliza Licht is our guest. Leave Your Mark is her book. And this is a great book to give to a college graduate or a high school graduate. Uh, It says, land your dream job, kill it in your career, rock social media. And you got the foreword by your boss, Donna Karen. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very, very fortunate and honored. You know what most people, I feel, feel about social media right now? Many people feel it can be uh, a burden to keep up with it all. You know, it is definitely work to keep up with it. And I think that you have to consider why you're doing it. And if you have an end goal, if you have a business, whether small or big, if you're trying to launch something, I think there are really, really positive things about it. But yeah, I mean, like anything else, I mean, sometimes even myself, I'm like, oh my God, I have so many things to check, Mm -hmm. but it's what I do. So it's important to my business. So give us a list of what you check. Facebook, Twitter, (laughs) Tumblr, Pinterest, what else? Twitter is the first thing I check when I wake up in the morning and when I go to sleep at night. It's like my boyfriend, <laughs> literally. Um, and then Instagram, Facebook less so because Facebook, I feel, is really more of a walled garden. It's, it's everyone I know. It's my friends. Right. So I'm, I'm more sort of outward looking and I want to really connect with people I don't know because I feel that social media gives you an amazing network to draw from. But yeah, it's basically Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Now, how did Donna Karen find you? Well, I found Donna Karen. I, I, was, I started on the magazine side of the industry uh, in editorial, and I worked on accessory, the accessories market. And then when I felt like I had reached a brick wall in that business, I decided to jump to the other side, which was public relations. Because as an editor, that's who you speak to all day, publicists from fashion houses. And there was a job open at DKNY, and I was lucky enough to get it. I bet they're very happy they made that decision. Because you have, <laughs> you have for them, a half a million followers at DKNY PR Girl, right? Yes, I built it on behalf of the company. Now, how did you do that? I mean, did you start out with like one follower? Uh, actually, zero. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> what did it feel like to watch those numbers climb every day? You know, we were one of the first brands in social media, so I had no idea what I was doing. And I learned to tweet by tweeting. And, you know, I remember 210 followers. And as you engage, you realize what works and what doesn't. And intuitively, I knew that I didn't want it to be a commercial for the brand. I felt that I wanted to share a fly-on-the-wall view of public relations because, you know, we you know we work with celebrities, we produce fashion shows, we work with magazines. It just seemed like a better view and as the following grew um, I would be able to judge more 
more concretely how I was doing essentially. And, you know, when it hit 10,000 followers, I thought to myself, okay, you know, maybe I've got something here. And then, you know, it sort of organically grew and grew and it's been six years and it's an incredible platform. I love the graphic on the book. It is a um, to-go coffee cup with some lipstick on it. Leave your mark. That's what you are encouraging people to do. Land your dream job. Kill it in your career. Rock social media. Let's have the number one tip for the job interview. What can you tell our listeners? Do your research. Don't come into that interview asking questions that you could have Googled the answers to. And Google the person you're meeting with before you meet with them. Know what this person is about because now there's no excuse. Everything is available online. So you have to be prepared and just make sure that you're bringing your A game. And even if you don't really want that job, you need to pretend like you do and make the best impression because you never know where people end up. Right. You may meet this person somewhere else down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so now you have the job. Give us the top advice you can give to somebody for for rocking their career. Do the work. I I think one of the biggest reasons that I have been able to move up in, in my career is because I was never the fluff person. I always did the work. I never looked for a shortcut. And I was passionate about it. And I think people should have what I like to call an owner's mentality. Do the work as if you own that company and give it 200% and you'll be amazed at what happens. Isn't, you know what? I got to tell you something, Aliza Licht. When I have to read a commercial for my radio job, I make believe I own the company. See, I, I you know it. I believe I own the company because I think, because sometimes you're selling like, you know, ham or some, I don't know, some crazy thing. <laughs> and I say, <laughs> how am I going to sell this ham sandwich or whatever? So I make believe I own the ham company. Yeah. It, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. All right. Social media. Say you have a small business. You say not, no Facebook, but yes to Twitter and uh, Instagram. No, you definitely need Facebook. I was just saying personally the order that I check things. Right. For a small business, I think social media is an incredible tool. It's free, first of all, which, hello, that's the best part of it. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, when you're a small business, you need to really pay attention to people who are speaking about the category of product that you sell and really try to engage with those people. So I'll give you an example. Sometimes when I'm looking to promote my brand, I'll search out people talking about shoes, for example. And then I'll start engaging with those people who are speaking about needing a new pair of shoes. You have to join the conversation in a way that makes sense. Join the conversation in a way that makes sense. I see. I see. So it's not always about just rushing in with your billboard that says, hey, this is me. Pay attention. You have to come in in a more authentic way and participate in the social conversation. You have to be a human, and I think the biggest thing about social media is being authentic, and no, it's definitely not about a commercial. I would say 95% of my tweets have nothing to do with selling product. All right, well, I'm going to go follow you now at DKNYPR Girl, and I hope you follow me back. Do you do that? Of course I do. Okay, and uh, do you have a website we could go to for more? Sure, it's alizalicht.com, A-L-I-Z-A-L-I-C-H-T.com. Eliza Licht, D-K-N-Y-P-R girl. Find her on Twitter. She's got a lot to teach me. Okay, 
Thanks for tuning in. Remember, make your reservation for next Sunday's one-day lunch and retreat, our fifth of the year. It's called A Celebration of Women, and it's being held next Sunday, May 31st in Northern Westchester. CaseyOnTheRadio.com has details. And if you get the chance to watch Going Clear, the HBO documentary on Scientology, do that this week. One of the moms from that movie will join us next week. She hasn't seen her kids in four years. Find out how you can help. Until then, take good care of you. See you next week. You've been listening to Casey on the Radio. Hear more at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. The information shared on this show is intended for general information purposes only. You can contact Casey through the website, CaseyOnTheRadio.com.